Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Anything Joe's, a collaborative journey through the world of G.I. Joe. My name is Greg Engel. And I'm Jaron Decker. And we'll be your host today. Today on Anything Joe's, we are joined by a very special guest. It's none other than Stephen Stovall. He's the co-founder of the Kentucky and the G.I. Joe Toy Expo. And we're here to talk to him today a little bit about the experiences of the expo. What's going to go on this year? It's the big 10th anniversary and, you know, kind of how things have changed over the years and what the future holds for it as well. Stephen, thanks so much for joining us. We are uh, big fans of both the Kentuckiana show and the Winterfest. We've, I tried to remember prior to this when the first Kentuckiana show I went to was, and I can't remember specifically. I know it's been, I know I've been going to at least six years because I was going prior to my daughter being born. The very and the very first year we went, my wife attended, and it was the only year she attended with me because she learned very quickly she doesn't have the the same level of patience that I do. To just she's like, you're just going to dig through this bin for half an hour. Yes, yes, I am. That's pretty much the dream. Uh, so I've I've been aware of it for a long time, but not in the very beginning. Um, before we start talking uh, expo convention stuff, though, I'd like the listeners to learn a little bit more about yourself. Tell me a little bit about your uh, origins with GHO, where your passion for the line is like, uh, what you're collecting now, if anything? Well, I grew up in, in, the, uh, in the 70s. And so uh, my GI Joe was the 12-inch GI Joe, the adventure team uh, with uh, some of the remaining uh, uh, military GI Joes because they were still out there available, yard sales and Goodwill and stuff like that. And so, so we would end up getting some of those. And then, and of course, the popular at the time was the adventure team. And, and so that's, that's where my passion has always been with the 12-inch G.I. Joe. Um, and then, you know, back in the day, uh, there were other toy lines that, that uh, you know, we would play with. Um, the Mego superheroes, the, the Mark's Best of the West figures, uh, and whatnot. But for some reason, because uh, I have an older brother, some reason when, um, when we grew up, so to speak, uh, we got rid of all the uh, other toys, but we kept our GI Joes. Uh, and I guess we just knew that that, that that attraction was there. Now, since then, he's gone on to other things, and his, his hobby is more uh, uh, model railroading, Lionel trains and stuff of that nature. And some of that comes from that's where our, our dad really liked that. And he, he worked for the railroad, and so he you know that, that's where it came from. I never caught the railroad bug. I always stayed with my, my GI Joe bug. Um, and then I guess, uh, you know, at that certain time when you grow up and you grow out of toys, and then when they had the 98, uh, 1994 uh, anniversary, the 30th anniversary of G.I. Joe, and, and kind of that's kind of when I got back into it. And then with the, uh, I guess, with the, uh, the National G.I. Joe Club that Brian Savage ran, uh, part, of, part of what they did was uh, they would uh, encourage you to have local clubs. And you could, and this was, this was pre-internet days. You could send in and he would send you a letter with the addresses of all the other collectors that were part of the club in your area. So the, the other gentleman, Larry Weiss, that, that founded the show with me, he sent in, got that letter and, and started a local club. And, uh, you know, then, and we grew quite, you know, we had a pretty good size club. It was, uh, part Kentucky, part Indiana. And so that's where the Kentuckiana part comes from for the name. Um, and we'd always sit around and say, you know, <clears throat> we should do a show. Uh, you know, it'd be a good idea to do a show and, and we could have other, because we would do uh, trading amongst each other when we'd, we'd have like monthly meetings and whatnot. Um, but nothing really came of it. And then at one time we were sitting around, uh, I think we were all over at Larry's house and he said, he got a calendar out and said, you know, if we're going to do a show, let's pick a date and do it. And so he said, you've got to do the first one before we can build on to the other one. So that first show that we did, uh, we had 13 tables. 
uh, and we had uh, we let uh, people come in and set up for free, and we let people in for free, so we could get that first show under our belt. And then the next year, we moved to the hotel that we we had been at uh, uh, for the majority of the show, the one that, that you guys are more familiar with, the, the Hilton Garden Inn. Uh, and then we just got we got too big for that, and so now we found our new place, uh, the the Paraquat uh, Convention Center, and and you know it's just it's just been amazing, um, the growth of the show over that time. And I'll, I'll give you a little a little breaking news here. Uh, it looks like what we're going to do next year, because next year's the 60th anniversary of GI Joe, and we've had a huge demand for people wanting to come set up at the show this year. We're probably going to take the entire convention center in next year for the show and, and uh, really have a big show for GI Joe's 60th anniversary. So for context, can you can you give everybody an idea how much more space that actually is going to be? Um, I haven't worked out all the details, but I think it's <laughs> probably forty uh, percent more space. Wow, <laughs> that's that's amazing considering well, how far we've come already. The new location I think is is tremendous. We we got kind of a sampler of it at Winterfest, and it was so much more aesthetically pleasing overall just the general experience of like navigating the floor i felt like was uh tremendously easier and yes of course having everything in one room was a huge deal and back in the olden days where you'd it was like you you'd get a punch on a card in every room you go to <laughs> actually I, funny enough the first year i went there i didn't find the third room the one that's like tucked behind the pool i didn't see it until <laughs> i was almost done i was like holy moly there's a whole other room chat this changes everything i gotta re i gotta recalibrate so yeah it's it's i mean it's excellent that the show continues to expand regardless of the circumstances regard i don't think anybody's like three rooms absolutely not i'm out of here i can't be bothered to walk across the hallway so i i think that's wonderful i'm ex i'm extremely excited for the way that this, the show has been growing I will add a little bonus for you this time for this year uh, for the show in a couple of weeks. I was just out to the convention center probably two or three weeks ago. They have upgraded the lighting in the room. So where mm. the, the lighting is much better uh, than it was. Not that it was bad in winter. Uh, it's a winter show. But it, that was one of the things that, it, that, that I think I had a couple of people complain about. Uh, so we got new lighting. And then also what they've done for the the convention center does this in the summer for the shows they have in the summer, they put uh, carpet tiles down. So instead of having the, the concrete floor, we'll actually have it. It's, it's not like really plush shag carpet or anything. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little more comfortable to walk around on with some carpet tiles there. So there, there'll be a couple of improvements. And then, um, and I don't know if, uh, uh, you know, some, along with the other improvements we have since moving from the hotel where we have the uh, concession stand there on site so so that you can uh, get something to eat and then a couple of other things that we're adding this year um, we're going to have uh, Ron Rudette as a special guest so that is his, is his first time in Kentucky and so we're really pleased with that and he kind of crosses both uh, genres of G.I. Joe you know he's most famous for, for designing the Cobra logo and all the the real American hero figures and whatnot but he actually started his career at, at Hasbro in the art department and did some of the art for the adventure team uh, uh, comic books and, and, and some art on some of the vehicles and, and whatnot. Um, so, you know, it's, it, we, we feel like, you know, he, he touches both fandoms on that, in that point. So we were happy with that. Um, before we've kind of squeezed the contest entries out in the hallway at the, at the old hotel, just because we were out of space. Well, now we've got a big full room that will accommodate the, the contest entries. 
and, and we've got a couple of uh, uh, interesting displays. Uh, we have a, a, a young lady that that uh, customizes uh, 12-inch G.I. Joe figures, and she I think she's been at our last two shows and has a big setup of, of all these uh, 12-inch figures that, that uh, um, she has put different uniforms on and whatnot. And then this year I have a gentleman that, that makes uh, three and three-quarter vehicles out of cardboard, but once they're done, they look fabulous, and he's doing a full-scale Cobra helicarrier that he's going to have there. I saw the preview of this on your Facebook page and it looks exceptional. I'm a big fan of custom work like this. So I'm excited to see it in person. I didn't put all the pictures up. He sent me, he sent me one with somebody standing next to it to really yeah. just. Totally oh, get cool. Yeah. So I've, I've got to get with him and figure out uh, uh, how it needs to be organized in that room. So our contest room will have, have, you know, some displays in it. We'll have uh, the contest entry entries in there. And then, uh, We'll also have a, we're going to try for the first time to have a couple of uh, uh, little seminar roundtable type things. So we've got a couple of people lined up uh, and we'll see how that, that works out too. That's awesome. Um, going back to the contest, I know historically there's always been a custom contest. Is Are there additional contests other than that or is it still going to be the primary one? There'll be a custom figure contest and a custom diorama contest. And uh, Matt Squatch, uh, uh, Customs will be doing the uh, is the sponsor of the custom uh, figure contest, uh, and uh, Cotswold Collectibles is the sponsor for the uh, diorama contest. And, and we're looking at potentially in the future uh, um, maybe adding a custom photo contest because I always enjoyed oh, awesome. that with the, at Brian's show going and seeing all the photographs and uh, and quite frankly because I never had the skill to do a custom figure or a uh, custom diorama, but I could take a picture of G.I. Joe. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so I entered that a couple of times. I never won, but I, I did enter. So that that's something we're, we're kind of thinking about adding, you know, and we're, we're open to other ideas if, if you know, people shoot us, uh, you know, suggestions and, and that, you know, um, we'll see what we can do. Uh, backing up to talking about uh, Ron Root at attending, you know, one of the things that I have, I talk about on every, every time you, if you go back to listen to any episode where we've ever been to one of these conventions, I'm always like, man, I really wish they'd bring some guests because it's a, like a big thing for me. So when Ron was announced, it's a huge deal, not just because it's Ron, but because Ron is one of the few people in the industry that I've never met before. So I was like, oh man, not only did I get my wish, it's somebody that I really, really needed, <laughs> needed to meet. I reached out to Ron immediately and was like, I'm going to set up a pre-show commission with him. Like, I'll be so excited to see you there. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about that, Ron. I've he, he, heard he's a great guy. I've, I've, I've had a chance to talk to him. I actually talked to him and his wife at the uh, Dallas show uh, last month. They're very pleasant people. I've only ever the heard only, great stories. Jared, yes, Jared has met him before. The, the only the <laughs> only downside about about Ron coming now is I don't have a one up on Greg. You know, for, for a while that was my only. That was my only thing. Like, well, I got to meet Ron. You know, that's why I got. That's why I got the commission. I was like, listen, I just gotta have one thing better than the new guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I have to, I'm gonna look through uh, to find stuff for him to get signed as well. I'm very, very excited. So I'm thrilled that guests are now finally like kind of being incorporated in this show. And I'm much appreciation to all the people that sponsor uh, Ron's appearance as well. I know there's a lot of inner workings that go into stuff like that. So I appreciate the extra effort. It will definitely be payoff for me. I'm, ex I'm extremely excited about it. Yeah, we're looking forward now, to can, it. I think it's going to be fun. To continue on with guests, uh, you know, it we, we've had like Daryl DePriest was there, and then uh, Mr. DeSimone, I believe, is coming this year, if I'm not mistaken. Mr. DeSimone was going to be there, but unfortunately he had some uh, uh, health issues in his family, 
and, okay. and had to cancel. So, uh, you know, we just ask everybody to keep him and his family in their prayers, and hopefully we'll be able to get James out here next year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, ho- hopefully and praying that he gets better. But is there, like, for you, maybe in 12 inches, is there anyone that, like, you would love to get to the show that you haven't been able to to get in yet? Is there anybody that, like, your, your long-term goal is maybe we'll wrangle them in? Is there anybody you thought like that? Um. Nothing jumps to mind right away. You know, uh, we've been really happy with the way it's gone and, and the folks we've gotten. I, I was looking forward to James, uh, you know, uh, being able to be there because um, James was the first person to do the, a book of all the 12-inch figures that I think everybody that collects 12-inch Gadgels has and has multiple copies of. And then and then James was also the first one to do, uh, you know, the the – the figure guides and the three and three quarter figures. So, so there's a, a lot of the hobby owes a lot to James and, and, and that, but, uh, you know, we're, we're open to other ideas for other guests. And, and, um, you know, I don't know that I have anybody particular in mind, but, um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, it's, a, yeah. you know, I've been happy with the dealers and the folks that we've gotten to come out. It's, it's exceeded our dreams from, uh, from <laughs> when we were sat around that one day and said, Hey, let's do a show. Thanks so much to Stephen for joining us and taking the time out of his day to talk to us a little bit about the Kentuckiana G.I. Joe Toy Expo. The 10th annual Kentuckiana G.I. Joe Toy Expo is Saturday, July 29th. That's next Friday if you're listening to this on release date. It's at the Paraquette Springs Conference Center. That's 395 Paraquette Springs Drive in Shepherdsville, Kentucky, 40165, which is just about, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes away from Louisville. You think that's accurate? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's not far away at all. If you're if you already drive, coming, just straight south. Yeah, if you've already been, if you've already been, it's it's just a little bit extra. And honestly, I think it's quite worth it. Um Saturday, July 29th, the hours are um 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And that's an eight dollar admission. They have an early bird that is an hour early for at 9 a.m., which is $15. They also have the Friday night kernel preview, which is 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and all other access for the weekend for $30. Now, if you've listened to us cover this show before. We talk about it every single time. If you're a diehard collector, if you're looking for something rare or unique, I highly advise you attend the Friday Night Kernel Package. I know it's a lot of money. We uh, flipped on it. We talked openly about how we were hesitant to pay that much money to get in. And uh, we also talk openly about how we'll never we'll never skip one again because the amount of stuff that is sold Friday night is crazy. Like the stuff that you don't know you're missing out on is it's substantial. If you're a big collector or you really just want to make sure you're not missing out on anything, I advise it. Otherwise, uh, if you're traveling from far away, maybe you're only going to be here for one day. I still advise the early bird because it's still the first chance to get a look at it. Now, if you're not going with anything specific, like Jaron, for example, I don't think you have anything on your shopping list, right? I've I've got a couple things that that I've added very last minute as I've been readjusting my room. I like see things. I'm like, oh, I need some of these. I need this. Uh, well, but nothing hard. I'd I'd actually like to just talk about that then because I didn't know you were looking for something any anything specific. What is on yeah. your? Doesn't have to be a, uh, your dream list or just your common stuff you're looking for. I've got both of those things. What are you hoping to see at Kentuckyana? So the first thing is always I've got these beautiful badgers right here. And and so, you know, if I see those, I'll have to probably buy those unless they're crazy outrageous again. Um, but uh, I have some pieces for vamps. I, I, I want to complete my vamp mark, too. I'm missing the top panel. Uh, 
for the vamp mark ii so i've got the two doors but not the top panel mm -hmm. um and then i need uh i need a gas can for one of the regular vamps and then i'm actually trying to find some more classifieds i want to get another cobra officer uh because the way i've got them set up over here i just think another officer would look really good mm -hmm. and then uh bats if i can find them at a good deal i'll take mm -hmm. some of those uh and and then i want to get um just a regular duke v1 i want to get a regular duke in like really good shape because oh, i've been yeah interesting you know i just had a v1 duke in that lot that came through i have but it's all right you didn't you didn't want to buy anything from me then that's fine <laughs> giving it basically i was giving it away but. so as i've uh, been looking through all these i've been like this is the first time since i've moved and actually, since before I moved, you know, because I was in, you know, my, I had all these kids and my basement was getting renovated. So mm -hmm. uh, this is the first time in over a year now, probably, that I've been able to actually have all my Joes out. So I've like got them all out. And as I'm like, as I'm setting them up, I'm like, oh, I missed this one. So Feels uh, good. I, yes, it yes. does. Yeah. But I've, I've remembered how much I love the Duke. The classified Duke is just like my favorite. And I know that that seems a little like an oddball choice, but just that even the the very first version with the gold on it then the repaint and then actually i love the tiger force duke I, for some reason that one's just chef's kiss so uh if i find a regular duke and then maybe you know i don't know maybe some tiger force og joes you never know the uh, and then uh, ron rudat ron rudat's gonna be there i gotta get something from him too yeah i'm very excited i if we didn't talk about it already i reached out to ron basically as soon as everything was kind of locked in and uh i commissioned a, a pre-show commission from him so because my mentality was like i know i'm going to get something i want to make sure that i get it and also anytime you can do a pre-show commission I, my mentality is like they have there's no timeline they can work on it at their leisure he's got you know a full week and a half still I thought maybe the quality of it will be better. That's at least been my theory. I don't think it's ever been disproven to date. So, and of course, Ron was great. He contacted, you know, he wrote right back and he said, uh, yeah, I've got one other guy in front of you and then I'll start working on it. So I'm, that's exciting. I, I've always wanted to get a piece of art from all the major people that have worked on G.I. Joe. And uh, of course, it's such a huge roster. It's hard to narrow down, you know, uh, who's who you consider the most important plus people like you know herb trippy is no longer with us so that's a signature or a piece of art i'm never going to get so I, I i it's always a hot spot ron is probably the guest the most important guest for me personally that they could have named for this show i guess that i've never had a chance to see that is just as as essential as it gets in, in terms of the creation of the brand so yeah, I'm looking for stuff to get signed. I'm so excited to get a piece of art. It's it was it's not cheap. It's I mean, Ron is a professional artist. I am paying a lot for the commission, but I am I mean, I would have paid just about anything, quite frankly. And it's a once in a lifetime deal. I don't know how Ron how long Ron will tour or if I'll ever even get another chance to see him. So I just was like, I want to put this in the collection, and I won't tell, I won't reveal what character I picked I, until I have it in hand. We'll talk about it when we cover the actual show. I will say that I struggled at great length and I even reached out and was talking to other people about it. If, if I should get Ron to do a classic character that he's known for a leatherneck who he's based off of physically a dusty who shares his last name backwards through that. 
And I decided to not do that. Someone challenged me to think outside the box, and I did. And when we cover the show, we'll see who I picked. It's a character I've, I've been, you know, I've, I've, I'll say this also. I've, I've been, I've been challenging myself to get characters drawn that I do not have in a sketchbook at all. And so that's what I did. I picked a character I don't have a, a picture of. So I've, I've got a guess, and I will, I will give that guess whenever we do the coverage because I want to, I want to, I want to get that okay. answer immediately. Okay. All right. So that's something that's I'm looking forward to. Just in general, I've kind of already <laughs> I've spent a little bit of money prior to the show. I'm such an eager beaver that I will yeah. reach out to the dealers that I know very well. And I'm like, hey, can you can you show me what you're bringing? Or here's a list of things I'm looking for. And you got them. And so I did make a I prearranged to purchase two pretty large vehicles right off the bat, which has me worried that I'm overspending ahead of time before I even see what's on the floor. Um, I don't want to get in there. I'm still at a revenue generating phase. You know, we're like a week and a half away from the show and I'm, I was still putting stuff on eBay tonight. I literally just do will not stop until I know there's no chance that I'll have that. I can get that money in my pocket before we arrive at that show. I really am just like, I'm just like pumping out stuff left and right. Anything I can think of to sell has got to go. So yeah, I'm trying to really watch my budget carefully going from here till we actually get there in the event that I see something that I got to have. That's a crazy deal. I'm looking for a hurricane. A hurricane VTOL is probably the number one vehicle on my to get list. And it eludes me constantly. I can't believe what a valuable weapon or about what a valuable vehicle it is for its time it's like a real gem of the 90s apparently and i get it there's a reason i want it so much it looks great color schemes awesome it's sleek and i know you got one mm-hmm. <laughs> i regret not buying that one but i am yeah. look i'm looking for one at a, at a decent price it's tough yeah. to pay the the sticker for a vehicle that is such a you know, small, medium size, but its rarity easily drives it up above the $100. I mean, even that is probably a steal. Uh, $100 is kind of what I'd like to find it at. It's probably more realistic than it'll be if it's complete and unbroken and probably double that. So that's a hefty price. But at this point, I've looked for it for so long. If I see it, I might just freak out and grab it. <laughs> And steal it. I mean, like I'm, not, I'm hoping that somebody has it at a good deal. I really do want it. If I see it, I will get it. Um, and I, that's like my big, that's like my big go thing. I've got figures. I'm always looking for con figures. I'm looking for a con exclusive, um, a con exclusive Claymore, which was part of a Tiger Force convention box set. It's another. That's probably going to be a $150 figure. It's just it ain't nothing easy, man. So uh, it's it really does seem like there's a lot. Of, it always comes down to a lot of that for me. I'm a budget shopper, but so I'm looking at stuff that's like four or five dollars, common stuff, troop builders, accessories that I'm missing, what weapons and stuff for my vehicles. And then the other flip side is I'm the guy that buys a five hundred dollar hot wire con figure because <laughs> that's something I don't have that I've wanted. So and typically the stuff that I want the most that it's alluded to me the longest has done so because it's just crazy high priced. So that's on my, that's on my maybe list. If I see it and it's a good deal, uh, I'll consider it. It's not like previous con figures. Like when I was looking for, um, I've forgotten that dude's name now, uh, major, um, ah, crap. 
it was one of the guys for Destro. It's the last con figure I was looking for, and I looked for him for years and years and years. And you can see how important it was to me because now that I have him, I can't even remember his name. <laughs> but at the time, I absolutely had to have him. Um, so yeah, um, I got some stuff I'm looking for. I'm excited to get in there and, and go crazy. We will have extensive coverage from Kentuckyana. We're going to try to do our best to film and talk to as many people as we can this year. I'm actually hoping to do a bunch of my shopping up front and then spend the later window talking to people and just kind of getting the flow for the show. If you are on the fence about coming, I've said it many times, don't be, you should come. It's great. Uh, if you're not looking for specific GI Joe stuff, there's plenty of other toys to look through. It's family friendly. There's a great gathering of GI Joe fans after the show in the convention area where you can just kind of hang out and eat and just, I have friends. There's no weird division between 12 inch guys, classified guys, three and three fourth guys, modern guys. We don't care, man. I love GI Joe. And if you love GI Joe, you and I have more things in common than most people. So that means you're probably <laughs> going to get along well with me. I don't care what size it is. You just love the same thing that, that I love. And that's good enough for me. So please don't feel like you're showing up on your own. You will have friends in Kentucky and I guarantee it. Sorry this episode is so short, but we've been hard at work at Cobra Convergence 7, and we, I'm happy to say it's pretty much ready to roll out. I'm pretty pleased with it. The Cobra Convergence 7 video for us will launch exactly one week from today. That's next Wednesday. It'll be available as an audio stream, just like this is, and it'll also be available on our YouTube channel with you know enhanced visuals or you know acceptable <laughs> ones at the very least. So we're excited for that. We hope you've been enjoying Cobra Convergence 7. I know I certainly have. We'll also have a very awkward interview with Hooded Cobra Commander where Jaron has got a bizarre delay and we don't figure it out until halfway through. <laughs> so it looks like he's so it looks like he's not hearing us and then interrupting us for a while it's you don't you don't want to miss it it's good stuff that well i think will launch on the same exact day uh if you're i don't know just looking for something else to kick around with it's another 30 minutes of us just jabbing so anyway all that and the said and done we've got so you basically there's no you got no skip week we give coverage coverage next week and then we'll be back in two short weeks with actual coverage from kentuckiana where we're talking about what we saw what we bought how much poverty i'm in and all the great adventures that we got into it's going to be a great time and i'm i'm just looking forward to it you can't even believe it. it's an 11 out of 10 i'm just i'm raring to get me some good stuff last year was like a record setting i brought home a record setting amount of stuff it was like i was sneaking stuff up here so my wife didn't see all the stuff because i was like there's no way i can make her believe that this was a modest amount of money so it's there was so much good. stuff that i had to take my car to the shop afterwards it was not <laughs> it's gonna, ready to haul all it's that gonna, stuff it's going to be a good time. So we'll see you guys then in two short weeks where anything's available for discussion here on Anything Jazz. Anything Jazz.